Okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You guys, this is our last 30-minute message. It's about 1,800 seconds. Don't count to 1,800 in your head during the message. Uh, what, what, what's, we have three words. What are the three words covering our three messages this weekend? Generation, growth, building. Okay, for the first message, regeneration. What's the verse reference? 123. Oh, a little weak. Regener- Let's say the word and then the reference. Regeneration. 1 Peter 1.23. Okay, the second message. Let's say the, the, the title and the reference. Growth. 1 Peter 2.2. Okay. Oh, let's try again. All right. It's 2.2. <laughs> Growth. 1 Peter 2.2. All right. Now the third. Building. 1 Peter 2.5. That's right. This message we're going to be camping out on 1 Peter 2.5. If you notice, all these verses are... I want us to do that because I want us to know, first of all, these are all from 1 Peter. And they're all from just a few verses apart. So we're seeing this awesome progression from regeneration to growth to building, okay? Number one, on number one, let's all read the verse, 1 Peter 2.5 together. Also, as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house into a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, I feel this verse is so crucial for this message. And I feel like if we get three, three main utterances from this verse, we'll, get, we'll be able to get this whole message. But not only that, it'll help us connect this whole weekend and have something to hold on to. So this section, I want you to take the phrase, as living stones. Whenever I point to you, you're going to say, as living stones. This section, being built up. These two sections as a spiritual house, okay? So, as living stones, being built up as a spiritual house, as living stones. As what? Living stones. Dead, lifeless clay? As what? Living stones. Living stones that are individual and scattered or are what? Are what? Being built up. What are being built up? Living stones. Are what? Being built up. Into what? Into what? A spiritual house. A, a, living, a living stone? How, how pr- this one living stone, Kaylee, that we can all admire and say, wow, that is a godly believer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> living stones. We're no longer just lifeless dead clay because, remember the who? Little seed from last night. That seed, that seed got in us. What, you know something that seed has in it? It has stone in it. So you were, you were once lifeless dust, destined to return to dust. But hallelujah, with this, this illustration Peter uses of a seed, what did you do? You received it. So you, you are no longer just dust. You became a living stone. And, and for this living stone, there's something else. What else after we were regenerated do we need to let, let the seed do? Grow. grow. We need to let the seed grow in us. He needs to grow in us. He needs to even transform us. And this makes us living stones. Living stones. Not dead stones. Living stones. But this last message, we're coming to something not only we really need the, our, the, our, 
our veils to be removed because we're seeing no longer something that is just, wait, how does this help my Christian life, my, my victory, my uh, enjoyment? It's a little beyond that because we're, we're even seeing some, not just living stones, but living stones being built up as a spiritual house, a spiritual house as God's goal. Um, so it, this is awesome. You know, I'm looking at a bunch of living stones here. It's really cool. Uh, living stones have the capacity to be, have, do, just do something called be built up. That's incredible. To be built up into one. Nothing in the, the world of dust possesses this capacity. Um, I don't know. Chris, Chris Hall played on, on, a, on a football team in college. Chris, did, as a football team, could you be built up in this way into one? No. No. <laughs> no. Alex. Where's Alex? Alex here? No. Okay. I was going to say Alex was in a, he was a fraternity brother. He was in a fraternity. Uh, fraternity brothers don't have this capacity to be built up together. But if we, we really need to see that in the title here, growth, our, our growing, this seed growing in us is something for building. And building is something not just for us, but for God. Um, and so not only all our growth is for this process of building, being built up into a spiritual house. Do you realize God wants a spiritual house? God wants, and we're going to get into some of the verses, but the church that God wants in the New Testament is his spiritual house. Um, um, but we have, we, we have this, we have this ability. We, we possess this. And not only are we we're growing for this building, but the more we're built together, the more we will grow. You know, all, every part of my body, um, because it's built together, my, my wrist, my fingers, they're ordered, they're related to each other and built together. There's just a wonderful growth. If all, all my limbs and things grew separately, uh, there wouldn't be such an order in my growth. But building also, we need, there will be a time in our, life, our Christian life where if we're not built up with other believers, uh, our growth will stop, it'll stint, it'll be limited. I just want to read a quote, okay, on this matter from this book called The Glorious Church. Okay, every Christian must know the body of Christ. In the sight of God, we must seek after this. We cannot just live as individuals. We must walk together with other children of God. A Christian must see that he is a member of the whole body. He is not simply one Christian among many, but he is also a member. He must live as a member with many other Christians, having a mutual body relatedness with them. If we really know the life of the body, we will see that a Christian cannot live one day without the Lord Jesus, and neither can he live one day without other Christians. Without the Lord Jesus, he cannot exist, and without other Christians, he cannot exist. God is after a body, not after any single isolated Christians. So all that the Lord is doing to regenerate us, all that he's doing in us to grow is, is so that we would be living stones to be built together. You could, um, you could say God, he, I mean, Satan, the enemy, doesn't like men receiving him, God as life. Uh, he fights against our growth. He, does, he wants us to stay as newborn babes. Um, but he fears our being built up together. So these three illustrations, we have a seed, a uh, newborn babe, and now we have living stones. I just want to give you the verse. Where, does anyone know in the New Testament, where, where did Peter even get this illustration, this idea, as living stones? Okay. Well, in, in, 
in John chapter 1, the Lord came to him and changed his name to Peter. Peter means stone. From Simon, a natural man, to stone. He said, your name will be Peter. And then in Matthew 16, Peter gets this revelation that Jesus is the Christ. You know what the Lord says to him? He says, blessed are, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. The fathers revealed this to you. you shall be, your name shall be Peter. You are a stone. And upon this rock, this revelation of Christ that you've seen, I will build my church. So at that, he saw that, Peter saw that he was a stone, but it was in the same breath that the Lord said, and I will build my church. Stones are, are, are whatever our Christian pursuit could be to be a Victoria stone, a Bible reading stone, a gospel preaching stone can never be divorced from God's purpose of building the church. And I'd like to ask you, okay, so that verse, Matthew 16, 18, it's the greatest prophecy in the New Testament. At the end, it says, because Satan hates this thing called building, it will actually end his days. He says, same breath, this is this, the Lord, all one breath. <laughs> and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. What do you think that it is? Is it Peter as a, living, as a stone? The, the gates of Hades won't prevail against that or what? The church? Not quite. It's the built-up church. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail, prevail against it. Do you see how Satan, he does not want believers to be built up together. He's fighting this. He's against us. Okay, so we're going to go into number two. Uh, let's, read, let's read that title. From scattered believers to gathered believers. Okay, I need, I need 12 disciples. I need, I, need, I need you four brothers, you three brothers, Frank, your, your row. That's 10. And, and yeah, Alan and you and, uh, is it Nick? Okay, is that, that's 12, I think. Okay, so come on, stand up here, stand up here across the, okay? These are, these are 12 disciples, and we're going we're gonna to read through point two. Because in 1618, we're saying, how did Peter get this illustration of a stone and a, and a built-up spiritual house? Um, now, in this... This, uh, we're going to see how did Peter, in his actual experience, because uh, he, anyway, his experience didn't match what he saw. So this is before the Lord dies. Um, can I have someone be Peter? Who? Okay, Cody, Cody. And, and maybe we have, we have Jesus right here. Okay, these are the other disciples. Jesus, read verse Matthew 26, 31. Or I'll say, then, I'll be the narrator. Then Jesus said to them, go ahead. You will all be stumbled because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Okay, hold, just stop right there. Um, so th this is Peter. Okay, go ahead, read verse 33, Peter. Then Peter answered and said to him, If all will be stumbled because of you, I will never be stumbled. Okay, say, so if all, who's the all? Uh, if all, you let you, yeah, yeah the 11. <laughs> He's talking about you guys. Yeah. If all will be stumbled, because of you, I will never be stoned. I will not be. Yeah. So I, he's saying, I, yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a precious stone. I'm a living stone. If, if they will, I won't. But okay, I want us to see in verse 26, in verse 31, the Lord, right before he told Peter this, he told him something very specific. He, used, he, used, he said, you'll be stumbled. The sheep, the shepherd will be smitten on the cross. And you, the sheep, you'll be scattered. So in, in, in the Lord's mind, scattering, us being scattered, precedes our stumbling. Or they, they, at least they, they go together. You know, if Peter, if all the disciples were with 
you know, later, are you Peter? Or are you, no, you're Peter. Eventually that night, Peter denied the Lord. He said, I don't even know who that is. If all the disciples were with him there, but they were scattered, you were the only one following? Maybe a little girl comes up and says, hey, you were with Jesus. Uh, even if you want to say, no, I wasn't, you probably couldn't because you were with the 11. Okay, so that, that's, a, that's a stark contrast. That's, see, from scattered in, in verse 31. So this is, because this whole, this whole weekend we're on Peter's writing, so we want to see what developed Peter's thoughts. How did he get this from not just living stones, but a spiritual house, okay? So that's before. Then he has this big failure. The Lord recovers them. The brothers get, get back together. They forgive one another. They pray together. Uh, and then see these next three verses all from the book of Acts. This is after, after, after Christ's uh, death and resurrection. I need you all to stay here. Stay here. Thank you. Um, in Acts 2, why don't, why, don't we all, why don't we all read that? 2.14. You see that? But Peter's standing. So this was the first New Testament open-air gospel message. Was P- Peter standing by himself? Peter, standing with the eleven. He said, I've denied you before. I, now, I mean, this word gathered, is, we see in Matthew 18, 19. Gathered. He doesn't want to be scattered anymore, but he wants to be a gathered believer. And you see Peter standing there with the eleven, speaking boldly. Uh, and he was speaking very boldly. Um, and does anyone know 11 plus 1? That's 12, right? What number does 12 have some significance in the Bible? It's the number, uh, it's the number of the new Jerusalem. It's the number of God's building, the, the eternal tabernacle of God, the eternal dwelling place of God. Has, you see this number 12, 12 layers of foundation, 12, uh, three, three gates on each side, 12 gates, 12, 12, 12. And that day, the first New Testament gospel message, you didn't see a, a, one stone speaking up there. You saw, you saw a wall of God's building. <laughs> It's Peter standing with 11. You saw 12. Um, this is, so, when, when we're a living, just a living stone, uh, if Satan wants to kick you, can he, can he kick you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you're just a rock. You can kick a rock. I kick rocks all the time. Okay, but, now, now can you guys lock arms? Lock arms. The 12. All right, Satan would never kick a wall. Do you realize this? There's protection in being built up with other believers as one. Not only that, there is a prevailing expression. There's a little expression in one living stone like, wow, man, you're just so, so godly. I've never seen you break a commandment. Like, you're always shy. And there, there's for sure expression. But especially when there's this New Testament term, building. When there's building, it's, okay, we've got to read the next verses. Don't, don't, stay up here, sorry. Let's read Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfastly. All right. Circle, underline, they. They continued steadfastly. All right. Now read Acts 3 verse 4. All right. This is later. This isn't with the 12. This is later. Peter and John, they're just going to a meeting together. They're just, they're, they're, they're no longer scattered believers, right? Say, I don't want to be scattered anymore. I don't want to be scattered anymore. You want to be gathered, right? Amen. So he's going to a meeting, the 9 o'clock prayer meeting at the temple, and he takes John with him. They just hang out. They're going to the meetings together. They might have gotten breakfast before the meeting. Yes. Disciples got to eat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They might, 
They might have to do laundry after. They might, but if you look in Acts, it's never just Peter. Peter and John, Peter and John, Peter and the disciples, okay? This matter of building, Peter treasured this. He didn't want to have that kind of failure. Okay, now you guys, Peter and John, so this is, there's a, a, a man in need of healing as they're going up to the temple, and Peter, gazing at him with John, said, Look at us. You too. Uh, look, look at, at us. us. <laughs> look at us. Yeah. Look at us. That, that was their gospel message to this man. Wow. Look at us. We're, <laughs> we're, not, we're not only individuals anymore. We're not, we're not just regenerated. We're not just growing, but we're built up. Believe you see us, you see one expression. Wow. Okay, you guys can all. Thank you so much. Thank you, brothers. Um, and in, in, in college, there was, anyway, these, when, we, when we're built with ones, they have, actually, you can have one on each side. I mean, you can have a few companions, but I, the two names of the companions that I had a board on this side and a board on this side, Phil and Dave, they have names. It's particular, it's specific. I opened to them. When we were struggling, we, 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 were, we just hung out. We did homework. We prayed together. We opened each other's, our struggles to one another. We prayed for each other's family. Just all sorts of things. And what happened is we got built up. You couldn't explain it. There's not a rule book for how to get built up. It's something the Spirit does when you're gathered with other believers and you give the Lord an opportunity. And we were just kind of, you know, stupid and enjoying the Lord a lot in college. This one time in front of the library, oh, Phil, he, he turns to this group of people. He goes, hey, look at us. He's quoting this verse. And they thought we were crazy. And it, if we had an hour, I could tell you lots of crazy stories like that that were pointless and meaningless seemingly. But we, we, we were just enjoying the Lord together to such an extent. We felt like there's something so attractive. Oh, there's, there's something attractive about what the Lord's doing among us. Uh, we just, we loved one another. Um, anyway, isn't that good? Look at us. So in this person, anyway, Peter, he, instead of just living stone, he's built up as a spiritual house with other believers. Not just I, but look at us. Okay. What's how much time we got? Okay, we still got a little time. Um, I want to go to go to the third point now. Um, can we read that title? Okay. Building up is something that is in love, and let's read Ephesians four sixteen, right below it causes the growth of the body unto the building up of itself in love. Okay, so love is the realm. It's the atmosphere where building happens. So it may start as practical as you just gathering to study, gathering to meet up, gathering to go to the gym. I I hear lots of stories. We have have these things in Seesaw called community groups. There's at least one gathering point a week. Uh, and hopefully there's just more and more. Uh, hopefully we give ourselves, even with this view, like, Lord, I don't want to just gather, but Lord, build, build me with some others. And what, what that looks like, we, we really need to give to the Lord. The Lord is the builder, and he knows how to build us. Um, surely it involves our getting to know one another, being gathered all together, eventually, um, you know, just getting to know each other, opening to one another, bringing in the Spirit through prayer. Um, but the, what, it, what it will look like, the expression of a group of built-up believers will be love. 
okay? And not just hot pink love or an earthly love, but the divine love. Um, and I, I want us to look at when we're built up in love in this way, um, there's some things that it allows us, allows us to do. Um, a says, when we're built up in love with others, it allows us to open for restoring or restoration. And I just like, there was a verse from the Seesaw reading schedule this last week, Matthew 12, 13. Um, there was this, this uh, man with a wretched hand, I mean, uh, a withered hand. You know, it, was, it wasn't functioning. And uh, this was on the Sabbath. The Pharisees wanted to see if he was going to heal on the Sabbath. Um, but there's this principle, and you can't, it just doesn't work until there's some believers that you've gotten to this level of where you, you have some love for one another, and you know they're covering you. Um, eventually, the Lord, the Lord doesn't say, hey, your hand is healed. He, you know, if you had something like that, you'd, you, we hide all our, all our shortages, all our uh, insecurities we, we often hide. But the Lord didn't say, your hand it's healed. He said, stretch out your hand. And so that means, okay, I'm about to be exposed. Are people going to laugh at me? Are they going to judge me? He stretches out his hand. Um, and that's because that, that's he, he knew the Lord wasn't going to be like, wow, look at that guy's hand and just make something of it. But the Lord was, right before that, the Lord says, a man is worth much more than a sheep. So he knew the Lord's love for him. And he, he knew he could open this up. And he opened up and immediately, you know what was happening? It was restored as sound as the other. Maybe, you know, and it was able to function. Maybe you're like, I, I want to speak for Christ. I want to be able to tell other people. I want to be able to speak to my parents about the Lord. And that's just, there's just, for some reason, there's no function. And, or there's something going on at home you're really struggling with. Well, in, when we're built up with others, we can open under a covering of love and be restored. <laughs> and function normally. Um, anyway, I, there's that verse in, in also 1 Peter, uh, 1 Peter 4.8. I, I love this because Peter, I mean, he wronged all these brothers, but he, he wrote later in his epistle, love covers, what was it? Love covers a multitude of sins. So that was with him and his brother. He just experienced that verse to the fullest. Like, wow, love, like, I, I don't think the brothers, when they were like, Playing, picking, picking teams for pickup basketball. They're like, oh, and let, like, we need one more player. Like, denied, you know, like denying Peter, like making jokes. <laughs> like, like no, nah, Peter, you're probably cool just playing by yourself, right? On the other side of the, the court. <laughs> I mean, you don't need us, right? <laughs> I mean, he said love covers a multitude of sins. So they had this among the brothers, and this is where the attraction came in when people saw them where they would say, look at us. Um, okay, quickly, and B, these verses are from Ecclesiastes 4. Um, I was wondering, let's see. Okay, uh, I'm not going to read, I'm not going to read them, we're just low on time, but uh, if you can, the 4, 9 through 12, these verses talk about companions. Uh, they pick one, up one another when, when we fall. They keep one another burning in spirit. They keep one another warm. And together they withstand the enemy. And I just, there's just one phrase from that I'll just, I'll just say. It says, woe to him who falls and does not have someone to pick him up. It doesn't say woe to him who falls because we all fall. We're fallible. 
our, our next fall is incoming. But it says, woe to those who fall and don't have someone to pick us up. So when we have building up, we have ones who pick us up. And I, I, there's just so many stories from college where I, would, I just fell flat on my face. But I had companions, boards I was built up with holding me up. Okay? Speak for Christ boldly. Acts 4.13. I'm going to try and find it. But if anyone else pulls it up, you can read it. We're about to end here. Wow. Did you get that? They beheld the boldness of Peter and John. Anyway, together we're very bold. Alone, we're not that bold, and that's okay. But together, we're very bold to speak for Christ. Uh, lastly, I just want to give a short testimony to kind of pull, maybe pull us all together. Um, when we're built up in this way, there's a testimony of the gospel that's, that's given in a prevailing way. Um, in college, I had, a, I had a study partner. Um, anyway, I, I, I was smart enough to get the smartest guy to be my study partner. And, and he was the president of the medical fraternity. He was in all these other things. And we're studying together. And I, and I said something about the Lord to him. And uh, he said, oh, like, thanks for saying that. But, you know, I'm an atheist. And he goes, like, all these things. Basically, he's read all this research. He's thought about this his whole life. He goes, I'm too thoughtful for that. I'm too well-read for that. Thank you, though, but, but I'm an atheist. And I said, okay, his, his name was Ezekiel. And I'm like, okay, cool. But, yeah, I mean, um, but for the next year, this group of brothers, these boards that are with, we, would, we, we practiced inviting people over a lot. He was one of them. We had cookouts. We, had, we would make homemade root beer and ginger ale and invite them over. We'd study together a lot. Sometimes he would even come over when we're having, like, about to have a home dinner or Christian meeting. But over the year, just lots and lots and lots of times. Eventually, I was graduating, and I, I said, hey, Ezekiel, let's get pizza, because I'm about to leave. I'm not going to be in, uh, in this part of California anymore. You're not going to see me around. I just want to say goodbye. Uh, we get together at a pizza place. We sit down, and uh, he goes, let's pray. And I'm like, oh, that's really thoughtful of him. Okay, I'll, I'll say a prayer. Put my head down, and he goes, Lord Jesus, we love you. And he goes, Lord, thank you for Josh. Thank you for the brother. And I'm like, amen. <laughs> I was like, is this some kind of joke? And I look up and he just, he lifts his eyes up and he just, we, I don't know if we touched the pizza that night. He had tears in his eyes and Ezekiel, he goes, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I was like, what, what, when did this happen? What happened? And he goes, you know what he said it was? He goes, it was just seeing you brothers all the time, the, the way you loved each other. He's like, I'm from a broken family. And like the people in my fraternity don't really care about me. He goes, seeing the love you guys had for, and I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, I remember always making jokes and stuff when he was over there. We like, <laughs> you know, being college guys. But I guess that, you know, we don't realize it. There's a look at us when we're built together. We've been gathered into the Lord's name again and again and again, doing laundry, doing, I mean, even, even when, when, John, when Peter backslid and went away from, he took some brothers with him. That's awesome. We just need to, like, take brothers with us take, and just have them with us. There's a testimony and there's a protection. But I hope we could see something of what building is, how it's on the Lord's heart, how 
Growth and being regenerated is not enough as believers. The highest standard which we want to attain to in our whole life, we want more building. Okay, I'm in this situation. How can we build with some Christians? I need some Christians. Lord, build me. Don't let me be a living stone that can be kicked. Okay, so we have, can we do some overflow? We have, we have at least about 10 minutes before we have the Bible Bowl. So I think we can have some overflow from the whole weekend. When I mean overflow is there's been a lot flowing in. <laughs> meeting after meeting time. Maybe it's just the time with together you want to say, I just enjoyed that, the baptisms. Feel free to stand up where you are and just, just we would love, right, we're all covered in love here. We would love to hear what you have from the weekend, everyone, okay? And we'll keep it short, maybe a minute, a minute each.